0: Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football.
1: The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year.
2: When I, I spoke with Kevin, if i going to sign or no for Olympiakos, I said, you're a crazy good deal, like my friend. I can't speak, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ei, vala maluca.
3: Sagapo para poli, perias, panda olmas. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
2: Welcome up, back. Guys? Oh, I you want to go ahead.
3: Go <laughs> ahead. What's up? E que nada isso,
2: welcome back everyone i'll go first (laughs) what a way to start an episode uh it's a tuesday night it's september 20th it's freezing cold in brussels and thank god for the russians we don't have any gas to turn on so i'm freezing (laughs) in my apartment um yeah so news came today from olipiakos that they have their new coach after um What's it called? Um, what's his name? Carlos Colbert bailed. He's gone Saturday, Sunday night. Um, was it Sunday night? Yeah, it was Sunday night. And uh, yeah, an old name is back. Michel. Michel is back. It's like, uh, you know, Dodgeball the movie, like Michel. You know, you know that character? Oh, <laughs> yeah. no michelle and dodgeball he's back no but seriously um yeah michelle's back um he was like the first one on the list i feel like he offered himself pre corbett on too but anyway here we go blast from the past um in this time of madness with michelle coming back i was looking at my old facebook posts and um I don't know if you guys remember, but when Paolo Bento was about to be sacked, Jordi Dominguez made this long post of how shit he was. And uh, I don't know, like 16-year-old me tweeted or like whatever Facebook posted, like, time for Michel to come back, save all the piacos. Um, well, 16, 17-year-old me has gotten his wish. Um, Michelle's coming back. Um, Yeah. I don't know, Ari. First opinion from you.
0: First opinion is guys, if you haven't done so already, like and subscribe. It's gonna be a long season ahead of us, but guess what? Company Barea always makes everything better. So help us make the Red White community bigger and we'll get this long season, get through this long season together. And if you haven't done so already, for you betting guys out there, Gate7INTL, that is the promo code to use at betus.com.pa for a 125% deposit boost. Maybe we can help you guys win some money. Season's going to be long. At least we can help you guys make some money off of it. So now on to the topic that Lombro got right into, uh, the new coach. And, of course, guys, there's a new technical director slash head of scouting We have now put those two roles into one just like we did with the general director and vice president role. Those two were combined together into one as well. And I have to say, look, does this excite me? No, it doesn't. It's not an exciting appointment to me at all. Um, But, you know, given the, given the situation we find ourselves in, I don't know what, how many options we had me personally. At this stage in the game, based on what we had heard from the club, based on the signings we've been making, some of the big names, we have been saying before, courtesy of Lambro, go, you got to go full Turkish. You're gonna, you can't go half Turkish. I would have just said, you know what, Laurent Blanc, take the three-year contract. Let's just go from here. You know what I mean? The season's a wash. Take it. Do what you can. And then we're going to build for next year. The club obviously didn't think that way. They have decided to go half Turkish. They brought in Michel. They're... Michelle's gonna finish the season I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make it through the winter but we'll let the football do the talking We've heard you know I mean it's crazy seeing the responses from social media from former players <laughs> you know what I mean and look we've heard we've heard all sorts of things that he is a, a good tactician uh, a motivator in the locker room uh, the question is going to be can, can he make it last? He hasn't really been successful since he left the Lubyakos. I don't have to say much about Anigo. Anigo found some good things for us, but from Forest and from the things we've heard from Forest, from the things we've heard outside of football, there's some issues there. It's just, I don't know, man. At this point, I I, I don't want to say can it get any worse because we kind of said that before Martins left and it found a way to get a little worse. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's. Uh... Go uh, ahead. Man. Get, I I know I know you've got something. Everyone's waiting. No, for you. I let it, let I it don't happen. know.
2: I I struggle. It seems like every day I wake up and things get worse. Like everything gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Um the thing about Michel and I saw someone write like Omita Mianhara me Atletico yeah like no, we, don't I was, for, we
0: don't we're not forget we don't those. forget but, but i was a long also time like. time ago guys
2: i was also a skinny 14 year old in hawaii 10 years ago or like i don't know i was like a child when that happened i don't know and <laughs> it's just like really weird when people are like oh do you remember michelle's wins yeah like i remember being um like so young, like uh, I, I feel like it's been years. I feel like football's changed so much since Michel was successful with Olíbaco's, and then you're like, okay, so what's he done since then? And like, let me just pull it up. Like, well, look, that, I, I, he, that actually... and M two E ninety two degrees, something like that. I, 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 get it. Like, I liked him too. I love Michel because some of the best moments as Olíbaco's. Fans Like in Europe, Michel drove home, you know, that that was all very exciting. But like, we also can't live in fairyland world. Also, when when I type in Michel, Charles Michel from the European Council comes up.
0: Look, I'll say this. I'll say this. The only the only thing that gives me any kind of the thing that gives me hope is what he did before. So like the positivity I have is because I'm hoping we can relive some of the magic he brought us when he was here. But as I've brought up into many of these deep dives, because uh, in a lot of these deep dives we brought in some of these players that had great careers that are coming to us, maybe on the downturn of their career, you can't hold on to the hope of what they did somewhere else. And that was like a little sneak peek from the Cedric Bakambu deep dive. Is he had a he did great stuff, amazing stuff at Villarreal. Uh, but you know what I mean? That was a little while ago and things didn't turn out well at Marseille. So can we expect that the brilliance we saw when he was at Villarreal is going to come back while he's playing with us? It was a while ago. All we can hope for, like, that's what we can hope for. I mean, unfortunately the realist in me isn't sure. I mean, this, this is a lose-lose situation for a lot of coaches. The one thing we can hang on to, the guy's a legend. So some, maybe some of the other players will look up to him. The locker room, if they need somebody to motivate them, look up to he, you know, if he's he's a motivator. So we've heard. So that's what we need. Maybe he can do it because that's what we need. We need somebody to motivate. We need somebody to raise the mentality up. Somebody uh, that can that can in a short term figure out what to do with a bunch of guys that still aren't fit. You know, mm-hmm. we've been hearing from a lot of people that the player fitness levels are just not there. Could be one of the reasons we didn't succeed under quote right on. We only saw 20, 30 minutes of football at a time from these guys. They can't keep it up for 90 minutes. Fitness is is garbage. So I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. But there's a really important question here, Labro. Did you just come from an Eminem concert? Honestly, I don't <laughs> Everybody, get it. Guys, Everybody's like, dogging you on your outfit.
2: It's like nine degrees outside. And I don't know if I have the coldest fucking apartment in Brussels, but I'm freezing here. I'm like full track suited up. Like it is cold. The, the Russians cut my gas specifically. I don't know what's going on. I'm freezing here. course, are you freezing in Brussels?
1: Always complaining, man. It's too hot. It's too cold. <laughs> no, this it is. That, the other. It's free. Which I, like I, I, I was, not- was they- 10 years ago. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Fed up, man. Fed up.
2: As, well, honestly, what is life to be if we don't complain? <laughs> like, are you really Greek if you don't complain? Or maybe it's the French... T-shirt. The, the French side ones. uh rubbing off on me. But anyway, from like I'm looking at the CV just to see where we where we go. So at Marseille, Michel was like fired in disgrace after having a 34% win percentage. He went to Malaga and did worse. He had a 27% win percentage there. Um and then he went to Pumas or whatever they're called in Mexico and had a 38% win percentage. But even better, (coughs) excuse me. The last team he coached, Getafe, he had a zero percent win record after eight games and was fired. So you'd say the recent results aren't great. Um, That that that's the worrying thing. You you really just hope. I think someone put it in there like uh, the situation is kind of like. You just hope that he can only succeed here. He like loves Greece and. He's like Henry Onyukuru of coaches, he just like plays good in Greece. Like Henry Onyukuru only plays good in Turkey. It's like Michel only coaches well in Greece. That's like the dream scenario. <laughs> I don't know. And then the whole Victor Sanchez thing of where like the Greek media used to say like Victor Sanchez was like the only thing Michel knew how to do. He did everything. And then Michel comes back and they're like we lived amazing nights with Michel and he orchestrated all of it. And it's like, wait, what happened to those stories like eight years ago throwing his ass under the bus like when shit went south. Anyway.
0: Go ahead, Costa.
1: Well, I was almost lost for words on the last show that we did because I just had no idea where did we go from here. Um,
2: it's a great pod. I listened to it on it's, the plane. Yeah. It's nice.
1: It's really what I what I feared to an extent that nobody in their right mind would want to take this job. At least like what people hoped for. And I'm not <laughs> I'm certainly not one of those people that expected uh a Thomas Tuchel
2: or a Mara or a Pochettino or whatever. It's no, they, that those but, were just like made up, like who made that stuff up no, like, it helps the no people one. there are
1: like there are legit people out there that that expected us to make those kinds of move attract those kinds of managers and i of course i i detect i detect that there is on the one hand some malcontent over this appointment some others that are talking up a lot of his history and what he achieved at the club in the past um you know it's it's nostalgia again uh, it, nostalgia hasn't served us well in the past uh, you look at Miralas return Yaya Toure um there are others um you really hope that this one is or can, can be different but uh, let me try and approach this differently or rather look at the alternatives what were the alternatives Ibagasa coming from the B team Cambiaso who had less experience than Corberan, Laurent Blanc. I think Ari, you mentioned Laurent Blanc. Olibiagos has never given a three-year contract to any manager. Yeah. Never. Ever. And this whole thing about go full Turkish, I get it. But how does go full Turkish end in sacking and bankruptcy and ups and downs? So, exactly. especially
0: if it fails. If it fails, it's it's miserable. It's a miserable yeah, experience. Like, Gale, that's where I finished like in thirteenth place
2: last season.
1: I I know that Mitchell Mitchell's win ratio ever since he left is spectacularly poor, like thirty percent win ratio. It's very bad. But you've um, and I've seen it in the comments as well, Labro. You mentioned it. You just hope that there's something that he has in a connection with the club that makes him successful and that he brings with him some luck that the former manager quite frankly didn't have I mean Ari put out some stats the other day what was it Ari about um it was ba- basically highlighting the improvements that got made to the defense in terms of restricting the amount of um, the amount of attacks that opposition the opposition were making and what there were I mean we conceded three five goals do you remember the stat like it really it really hit me and it kind of made me think about what I said. It's like the guy literally he had no luck like nothing yeah but like, like M- M- Mitchell had a lot of luck. Mitchell had a lot of luck in his last in Olympiacos. he went to people talk about Atletico Juventus um Manchester United. Let me just remind you a game that preceded all of those epic games and Anderlecht in Brussels. I was at that game. Everyone knew that he was ready to get sacked that game. And by all accounts, that game, we should have been losing 3-0 in the first half. Mitrovic misses a penalty. Dennis Pratt hits the post. They were all over us. And how did that game end? 3-0, Mitrovic hat-trick. And then the rest is history. But like Mitchell, he had uh, like you say it in Greek. I don't know how to even translate that into into English. But he was he was jammy, or if you if you're from London, you understand what I mean. He was a jammy, he's a jammy bastard. He had the luck. So so yeah, man. I hope he I hope he brings that with him because we could do with a bit of luck as well.
2: And what about the whole Real Madrid legend thing and like good looking and kind of suave and arrogant to an extent? Like, does that help walking into a locker room with huge names and players with huge careers? It's almost the opposite of Carlos Corberan, who seemed like almost like the nerd in the classroom who's like working on the tactics. You know, it's like Michel's like, I didn't study at all last night and I'm just walking in and fuck it. You know what I mean? It's like. Carlos Corberan was the guy you felt like he was like the star, like tactically, it was all in his head and he figured it out the night before. And Michel's the guy who was like, I was the star player on the on the team in high school, and I walk in and everyone likes me in the room type thing. The tactics come second. Do you get that feeling? Could that help? You know, because to be honest, man, in a group. In, in Greece, like, that's all you need. You need these players individually to just start playing football. You're just like, Marcelo, start playing football. Kosmanola, start playing football. Like, you don't need, like, tactics per se. You're playing, like, fucking Volos, La Mia, and bullshit. Like, these players by themselves should be able to beat a lot of these teams in Greece. It's just like, Michel shows up and pulls that out of them. It, does that make any sense? I don't know if that makes any sense. Like
0: No, it... it does make sense and and that's so on a previous show and i think somebody had brought up that i had asked about it i had i had talked about somebody to motivate the players and something that does motivate players is when you have a guy that was a legend and a, a great player especially somebody that on the ground level can can teach you something you know what i mean uh uh, now, I mean I never, I never played professionally or anything. But when, when I got to play with, uh, do you guys remember Santino Coranta? Or actually, uh, Costa, you probably wouldn't. Lombro, do you, do you remember him? He was the, the youngest guy to ever play for DC United before Freddie Adu. Played for the U.S. Mm-hmm. national team.
1: I remember so, Freddie Adu. Played so, for Alex, okay. even.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> that's. But so this this kid, this Italian kid, Santino Quaranta, was the youngest guy to before Freddie Adu came into the picture Was the youngest guy to ever play uh, MLS professional football. And he played for the U.S. national team. He started doing assistant coaching for for my team when I was playing. And it completely changed everything because you have a guy that was a legend and that on the ground level could like teach you things. Versus somebody, you know, a coach that you had that maybe didn't play or didn't play at a higher level. So it does like, me- me- you know, yeah. mentality wise, you want to play for that guy. And and the fact that he can show you something, you're more likely to do things that he asks you to do because, you know, he's been there and he did it successfully. So that's what I'm hoping you yeah. get out of that. Like when I, I talk one. about a guy that's a motivator, yeah. like that's what I'm talking about. Somebody that the- not only these players look up to when he says something and he asks them to do something. They're going to do it and say, "Oh, absolutely." He's saying, "I can do this." He knows because he did it before at a super high level. So yeah. at this point, that's all we can hope for, because yeah. there's there's nothing there. What else? What else? What else can you do? I mean, the tactician came in, that didn't necessarily work. So you need the man motive. It's either man motivating, or there's nothing that can help us.
2: Yeah, and Costa before you pulled up that comment to to answer like yeah. the problem with Corberon It felt like almost so many players were just bigger than him like all of the play, like all of those star players could just walk over the guy. Like all of them, almost all of them by themselves had bigger careers than him. And like, we're probably not that that's a bad way of saying things, but I don't think ever played at a high level football, you know, like, and people like Manolas, Fabuena, Yanvia, whatever. They're like, what is this guy telling me? Like, he's done nothing. He's like, Almost got promoted with Huddersfield Town. Like, what is this guy saying to me? You know, like, and I know that's a shit mentality to have, but I think it's real. It's a real thing that happens. Like, but anyway, Costa, go on. That's that's one thing I'd, I'd say.
1: No, um, I, I did want to address this comment from from Jonas. Um, I, I wish I could remember what the four qualities I mentioned were. I remember one of them being <laughs> being experience. Um, a motivator someone with authority someone with experience Ari can you help me out with the other two I can't remember um the the long and the short of it is mate I don't know if he if he fulfills the four qualities that we uh, that we mentioned on the last podcast but I think it's I think it's it's a hard truth that I think this appointment is the best we could do in the current circumstances. And the question that I want to ask Ari and Labro, following up on the discussion that's rather the, the, the conversation being being instigated now is about arrogance. Like we talked about this guy like having a swagger, having a strong character and being the kind of guy that's going to walk into the walk into the dressing room and, and it's like, okay, I'm the star. Yeah. Tell me something, guys. Is there anything in this team that we've seen over the last year and a half that suggests any form of arrogance or character? The answer is actually easy. No. No. But like, this team has no character on the pitch. I'm not saying that like the players, they don't have balls or but I'm sorry. What's one of our biggest problems right now is that the playing style, right? And the fact that we go one nil up and we shrivel up like a cold penis. Yeah. If 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 there's one thing that we never did when Mitchell was our coach last time, is this. Mm. I, I don't think he's the kind of manager that will allow that. No. Wherever wherever we played, wherever we played under him, whether it was at Turin, whether it was against Juventus at home atletico, whether we were playing in Livadia, we played like like on Olympiago's team or how we would want an Olibiagos team to play. Whether or not like he got bigger than you know, he, he got too big for his boots towards the end and that was his downfall, that's a bit of a different discussion. But for right now, I think I think we need somebody like that to go into the dressing room and kind of put things into place, reinstall a hierarchy. A manager should be at the top of the food chain. That's how it should be. You walk into the dressing room and everyone shuts up. That's that's what olibiagos needs right now. You don't need to walk into a dressing room that's a playground. And there are things that are outside his... Uh, let's say that there are some things that he can't fully control at Olympiacos, which is the the bloated roster he's inheriting. That he'll make his recommendations. We still hope that players will be sent off. But again, guys, I, I think I think that's one of the positives for me is that I, I think that the guy that the fact that the guy has this kind of character is a positive in the short term. Whether it becomes a problem in the
0: long term, we'll see. Mm, well that was you kind of touched on already basically where my head was at and I'll say this at the very least too at least we also managed to find a technical director slash head of scouting at least we got somebody there you know what I mean and you know we're, we'll support the guy we'll 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 see what happens but those were those were my concerns so let's see
2: mm. but yeah I I I think that's the main point. And the thing Costa talked about, though, is just, like, I keep going back to is, like, eight years ago, nine years ago, like, Costa, were you even, like, married at that point? Were you even in a relationship with your wife? Like, isn't that, like, maybe Uh, at the beginning? uh, Ish. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's crazy to think about. It's just, like. I remember those, like, I remember that Mazwa Kugel, like, vividly. And then I'm like, oh my god, where's my life gone (laughs) in in those years? So it's a bit of that. It's like, well, we lived good memories. We lived great memories, especially some of us um, who live abroad, who a lot of times we only got European games on TV. Um, Domestic games were radio, really. So it was like, some amazing memories of Mitchell, but
0: yeah the good old days atdhe baby
2: yeah exactly so I, i'm just I, it's difficult and um i want to believe that this is it i want to believe that this turns it around but i'm just
0: i just I, like, it doesn't feel like bottom yet it just i don't know why it just doesn't feel like bottom yet so i mean it hasn't hit bottom yet Bottom is yeah. bottom is not winning the league, finishing outside of a Champions League spot when there's exactly. two this year. There's there is a, a bottom we have. We haven't played
2: yet, a derby game yet, and Martial was Aris. writing in our group. Ah, okay, yeah, but Martial was writing in our group. What are the first games? It's Athletico at home, Ophia away, away, and Palco and then Palco yeah. Theory, like yeah. I, I really think he fails unless he wins the first three. That sounds so ridiculous, but it's like if he wins those first three games, I think you're off running. But if there's stutters, I think you revert to to some bad habits and we go down the black hole again. You know, if you like draw in Crete or lose in Crete, and, and then it's like here we go, type. Of, you know what I mean? So I really think winning cures a lot of the problems right now so
0: well that's true i mean that's the He's... that that is the case at this point winning winning does i mean that's generally the case all the time winning cures everything you know what i mean yeah uh, that was the that was the reason uh pedro Martins was around so long because he was getting results however fortunate they were yeah. in some scenarios agibu wonder goals here and there the, but i'm just wondering wins- like I,
2: I i'm struggling really hard to believe that like Michel was watching tape of Olympiacos and like knows what to do with this team and knows all the players. Like I really think Carlos Corberan like knew the, the profile of every single profile of players when he entered the team. Oh, I believe he did. 100%. I for sure believe he did. Michel, like he doesn't seem like the guy who's like analyzing like what Agi Bucamara is best at, if he's an eight or a winger or a ten. You know what I mean? So I'm really interested to see how this happens. Like I I literally cannot see Miche like on his computer being like watching Y scout like Adi does and like, yeah, so um, Oleg Ryabchuk fucking sucks. uh, Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So like I'm really I really think this two weeks he trains the team like he's just going to figure it out in the first two weeks going to watch. He, He seems like that type of guy, you know, he like watches training. He's like. Yeah, fuck it.
0: I'm gonna play uh, this guy. Like, well, I really more think that's how it works. More importantly, like, yeah, I would. I believe Gorberon's the guy that probably did all of his research and everything. But more importantly, and it was very clear, Gorberon was not prepared for the level of, prepa- of pressure. Yeah, that he was no get. for sure. That was clear. Sure. Michel, maybe it's because of uh, the air he has around him. Maybe it's because of his personality. He can deal with that. I don't think it bothers him as much. And you're probably right. He's probably the type of guy that he probably isn't looking on Y Scout or whatever database he has. I think he players. doesn't
2: work the computer like dead ass. Like I really doubt he's, he's probably, he probably will. Computer. He'll probably
0: come to training, see what he likes, doesn't like, and that's who knows, man. But have you seen uh, he Bukalakis will probably. Be included more in that starting 11 did yeah, you the, see some of those uh those social yeah, like posted,
2: yeah man oh my god <laughs> no but you know the funny thing is michael did that for years like roberto chori dominguez like all of these guys He they would always yeah. like post on each other's instagram i used to remember seeing it all the time like he's like how are you big man like you're the best like he's so clearly like one of those guys who just became friends with people you know and even under his his instagram posts like he, him with his wife or his sons who are footballers as well i think like you'll see comments from random olipiacos players like you're the boss you're the best like blah 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 it's, it's really odd like it seems like a lot of players loved him like they got on really well um i know Chory dominguez That
1: spanish, and... spanish yeah. macho culture
2: yeah And Sport24 did that interview with Troy Dominguez, who was like, he was the best. Like, I loved him, blah, 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 blah. So, I I don't know, man. Like, a lot of nostalgia is coming out now.
1: Do you think that he fulfills these four criteria? Thanks, Jonas, for reminding us exactly what they were. I'm actually looking at them now, and I think he... Authority... Maybe authority lacking. Or it's a complicated one, that... I think it, in in the short term maybe, long term don't know,
0: but the rest it depends on the definition. Like what, how you define everything. Like authority, does he, is he going to command that respect? Uh, yeah, probably in the short term. Inspires, from what we've heard, yeah, that, that's how people seem to see him. Experience, well, he's been, yeah, experience. Yeah, he was a great player, and
1: he knows how to get to ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you
2: can see the club talk themselves into this, right? Like you can you can see like the path is so clear. It's just like this guy knows where he's coming. He was really successful here. He's very charismatic. Like he's a big name. He's played for Real Madrid for years. He like relates to big players. He's Spanish speaking too. Marcelo, James Rodriguez, blah, blah, blah. The bones came in. And then you can also see Anigo, the bones coming in for him. Anigo's, like, uh, brought in so many players to Olpacos, and I don't know what his role has been, but I know I thought he was part of the team for the past few years. Um, And maybe Anigo's role is getting some of these players to leave. I, he, he speaks Spanish as well, I think, as well, right? Yeah. 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 So he's Spanish-speaking, French-speaking. He can kind of bring together the different elements of the locker room. Maybe that's what you want, too. So... Anyway,
1: I just want to read this comment from Ben de Rosia. If Mitchell can just get confidence back in the squad, I still think the season can be salvaged. Motivation is supposed to be his strength, so let's see it. Scrap for third in the Europa League and find a way in Greece to win the league, I suppose. Um, there's also been some questions about his staff. Um, he will be bringing an assistant that works with him at Marseille and at Malaga. His name is Juan Carlos Media. Uh, don't know much about him, to be honest, guys. Um, there were is Victor you Sanchez coming of, back. You always heard a lot of rumours about his assistants, Victor Sanchez being the mastermind, uh, scouting, analysing opponents, etc. And then obviously Victor left, and Alcorta came in the second. Was it the second full season he had, and it didn't go didn't go as well. So there will be lots of attention on his on his technical staff. I think Christos Murikis will, will always be the guy doing the fitness. He'll still be around uh, first training session tomorrow at 6 o'clock Greek time in the evening, so that's when he'll be speaking to the players for the first time. Yeah.
0: There were uh, some rumors about Fuster, right?
1: don't think that's happening.
2: Okay. I don't I get why not. Super, I would I bring David Fuster back so fast. Like, Why not? Why not? I don't know. There's
1: also some, com- that, like, I just want to address the confidence thing. I think uh, Ari alluded to it as well. Is it's one thing the, the manager coming in and being able to try and boost the confidence of the players and, you know, putting an imprint of his arrogance onto the players as well to take out onto the field and believe in what they're doing and how they should be playing and how, the, you know, what they should be trying to do on the field after we score a goal for example but it is also results let's let's be clear uh, i think ari mentioned it yeah. we need the results i i uh, i i think if if some of you guys had seen the exchanges that we've had on our private messenger much, <laughs> let's just say that this is a much more civilized conversation we're having now uh, much yeah. more uh, grounded, and um, we do want to offer this. This this podcast, this show, is is all about being an outlet for different opinions. Um, we are fans of the club. At the end of the day, olibiagos will always be olibiagos whether the manager is is Mitchell or Lemonis or whoever. Um, so we'll 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 obviously keep on keep on supporting the club i do i do have a i do have a fear that this could go either spectacularly well or
0: spectacularly bad oh that's it there's no middle ground it's either going to be one or the other like yeah (laughs) i think think that's
1: something we all agree on the three of (laughs) us at least
2: I, I was Here's just, uh, uh, oh I yeah, think Lama's getting it too. I yeah, just saw it. I saw this call- Oh my god. What what context will that be? The stadium. What's so the, far- yeah, <laughs> what context will that be? Magical night
0: or Sick could
2: actually gonna burn? Shit. Yeah, I can just imagine being at the POW game and they like burn the
0: stadium down. Oh my god. Anyway. Yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> you guys have heard a lot from us now, our opinions. We do have somebody, uh we still we have a guest here that maybe wants to shed his opinion on the new coach. Welcome, Vitas. How are you doing, buddy?
3: Great to see you guys. Um, had to come in here.
0: Um, I'm really happy. Uh, I know you, you. You were the actually the, on the show. You were the one that brought him up. I hope he comes in. I hope they to you.
3: I think it's brilliant. I, I, I think some things you guys haven't touched on that I'd like to touch on about Michel, which I think I, I was calling him Michelle for years, but it's actually how Costa pr- pronounces it. Uh, Michel um, firstly I've got to go to the shriveled penis thing with Corbaran. Uh yeah that, that goes that, that goes today um, whatever you think about Michel some people in Greece think he's tactically a bit naive some people think he's a big motivator and that's how he gets through certain games um, he, he's a man's man and he'll control that that whole locker room, I think. I even think when he was sacked, I don't understand fully why he was sacked when he was, because we were still top of the league at the time. And so I assumed it was that he lost the locker room, but I I, I don't know, it doesn't sound like him.
1: I was reading an interview earlier today. Um, I think Mitchell was talking to this, he gave an interview to the Spanish press after he was sacked. And he said that it was something about like the team wasn't playing as well as like he wanted or as well as the, as well as uh, the president wanted uh, but but also I think there were some some visible issues in the dressing room with Afalai okay. if you remember well uh Afili was uh, the star that came in that, that 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 season scored against Atletico and then he was kind of parked on the bench or between the bench and the the etc mm. so um you know
2: what a weird year that was. It was weird, oh,
3: really?
1: yeah. And I thought what was interesting is
3: Michel is, uh, you know, he's a senorito. You, you know, he dresses well and uh, he, yeah. uh, he he gives great face and I've worked with a lot of Spanish like him and they're very proud and they don't often give too much emotion, but he cried when he left. And that's something that you can't buy. You know, he, he had a connection with Olympiacos in Greece, this guy. And that's rare. No doubt. We've, we've had a lot of coaches that don't bother going in culture too much. They, you know, and uh, I think Michelle loved the club and he loves the club and he always wanted to come back. And he said he, he could have been bitter when he left or he could have been quiet, but I thought that was amazing when he left. If you remember at the airport, I think he gave a statement and he said, I hope to be back one day. Um, like it was out of his mm. control and, and he will return and um, and he did. And uh uh just reading the comment there and um but but yeah i i'm so happy he's back and the clubs he went to where he's done nothing um unam it's like um the sixth biggest team of mexico so it's like the larissa of of mexico really um malaga marseille is dysfunctional for years um I, I'm not sure that, you know, he didn't go to, to clubs where they, they were too big to fail and then he failed there. He went to clubs that he needed to pull out something really special to to to, to lift them. And he couldn't do that for whatever reason. But they weren't great clubs. Um, I mean, people have been running from Marseille for years and the other clubs, I don't think they were um, much. So I think I'm, I'm just going to concentrate on what he did at Olympiacos uh, and hope that if he just brings a little bit of that, even half, we've got some stability there's someone at the at, at the steering wheel finally we're not just going down the river um bumping on the sides um Cor- I think Paul Corberan he was out of his depth completely um okay. events got bigger than him and I think I can relax now with Olympiakos for a month or so just knowing Michelle's there knowing he's 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 looking after everything I'm happy and mm. I think we got a tendency as fans to overanalyze, like, you know, saying, so is he looking at videos and stuff? And a little, I think a lot of coaching is that. And you've got coaches who specialize in watching the videos after games. But the power of motivation is massive as well in football. Massive. Mm-hmm. It's massive. It, it's, it's it's the other side of the coin. Just, just being able to get the players to negotiate with them, to motivate them. Um, and I think he's brilliant at that.
0: Yeah. And I actually, uh, with what you just said, Vitas, about the, the motivation uh, aspect of it, there was a comment here from Hussein, met him at the stadium, awesome guy. And he says here, yeah, the players had no respect to Corberan. It was obvious on the pitch. I hope this time we'll see the difference. I don't necessarily believe that that was the case. I don't think it was that they didn't respect Corberan. Uh, I just think from from the stuff that we've heard from sources that are very close to what was going on in there, it, there wasn't like locker room. There's not like people butting heads in the locker room. It wasn't like that yeah. type of negativity in the locker room. There's just a lot of people in there. A lot of players <laughs> unhappy. They don't know what their future is, what's going on. And they of don't course, all know each other. Breeds, it breeds like a disillusionment. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? So, and, and go to on was a lot of great things, but you know, unfortunately at a time where you don't know what's going on, you don't know if you have a place in the squad. You don't know what, what this means for your career. The Things are going in shambles around you. Maybe, maybe you're not going to listen to the tactician that's trying to explain triangles, three-four-three three, turning into five-three-two, whatever. You know what I mean? You need a you you need somebody else. You need a guy that's going to talk to you, rub your shoulder a little bit, or put the arm around the shoulder, as Gossa says. You know what I mean? And and say, listen, look, we got this. We're going to do this. Boom. You know what I mean? Somebody that's going to make you feel good to do something. That I think is the problem. Not that they didn't have respect for on but. but more like go to go to probably wasn't as charismatic as we needed him to be to get more out of these players. And that's, that's more along the lines of what I'm thinking, because we didn't hear anything about any kind of uh, issues in the locker room of that nature. So that's, that's where I see that whole thing. And on that note, guys, I'm going to leave you to it because I do have to head out, but we'll see what happens. We're going to support the club either way. Yeah.
2: Sounds good, Adi. Right. And one thing I want to bring up too is Thomas Vojtchik gave an interview. I don't know who he gave it to. I just read it in the media. The Czech media. Was it media. Czech media? And they were like asking him. They're like, "What the hell is going on at Olympiacos?" And he was like, "I've never seen anything like this in my career. It's so odd. We're better than this." The new coach came in, but he was really young. He was like my age or something. I don't know if that's exactly what he said, but he said something like that. Like he was my age, and it was super odd being trained by him. And then he left. We're not playing good. Blah, blah, blah. It was super interesting. Some people got mad about him, like some of the comments he said, but I thought they were pretty fair.
3: I, I thought it was interesting as well. There was, uh, I think it was in Foss or Gavros. I can't remember, but one, one of the uh, on, on, online outlets today said um, that uh, even before the Iris game, he was kind of like, ready to to be sacked like <laughs> he's come yeah. to terms no he knew he
2: knew he yeah knew so he was done.
3: i think that can't be great either if like he was probably putting on a good front to the cameras but i think behind you, you know he kind of knew his time was up anyway and that's never good um yeah. and so he was just a dead man walking for the last week i think, I think um, the players knew, it. Yeah, players knew it, it yeah yeah and um i i'm just i think we can start from now i, I don't know how it will work with michelle because you're got you guys are right like when you bring in someone from the past there's great expectation that we're just going to relive those moments but i remember when michelle came in the first time there were a few defeats weren't there when he first came in like he came in we lost a few games and then he started to build some sort of momentum um he needs to hit the ground running this yeah. time yeah yeah because um, he had
1: levante levante was his first game i think and mm. the last in. and they did but, us right yeah yeah they, yeah they knocked us out but i think I it's think a new nil. nil. I can't even remember. Like, I just remember getting knocked out by Levante and not really showing much, if anything. So, um, so yeah. us yeah. Ad- yeah. at home, off your away, back okay. at home, and games in between versus um, the Azeri team in our group, Karabakh.
2: Yeah. Got First one at home.
1: And...
3: Yeah. Um, I just think it's nice to have a leader back and... Uh... I am just really relieved and I, I think we were never going to get Blanc or anything. Uh, I, I think that was all pie in the sky. Um, I, I didn't think we were going to get anyone that big. Uh, yeah. So I, th- I think we ended up with probably what we could get. And, um, but I, I've wanted this guy back since he left. Um, I, I, he's actually my favorite coach. Just the way he holds himself, the, you know, I've, I, I really like this guy and i think a lot of fans are I, I hope he gets the benefit of the doubt and i think he will in the karaskai uh I, I i think people will give him room yeah uh, he's got
2: a longer leash let's yeah, say and
3: and, and had no you know fair play to him he he was on a very short leash and um people will give me um i think people will give michelle the benefit of the doubt for for a month or so he's got some weeks to re and um obviously all international players are are mm. in the wind for a while, but um, uh, I'm just glad he's back, and I think a lot of fans are relieved now because I think we can start building something again. And, uh, but I mean, getting rid of those players is still a headache. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, if anything, I'm negative about that more, more, more than the coach, and just how to get rid of all those players. I still don't know the logistics of it. Um,
1: well, maybe, maybe Anigo can do something in his new yeah. newly defined role, officially at least. Um, I, I do have to say that I don't understand how and why we've been talking to multiple potential new technical directors all summer. And it's taken us until the 20th of September to come out and say that a guy that was basically part of the club already is taking on the role and why that couldn't have been done earlier. Yeah. That's criticism that that I have. I really don't understand it. Otherwise, guys, we have put a question in the chat. Are you satisfied with the appointment of Mitchell so far? Thirty-eight percent of you say yes. Thirty-three percent of you say no, and twenty-nine percent of you saying I don't know. If you're still with us live, put your put your um, put your answer there. Are you happy with this with the with the reappointment of Mitchell? Yes, no, you don't know. Let us know. Always good Costa. to get your your opinions on this.
2: I, I wanna ask you guys too. I felt like Mitchell got the best out of Greek players. Does that make sense? Like a lot of coaches struggle to get anything or understand like almost the psyche of Greek players. I feel like he worked really well with Greek players, from what I remember. It was like eight years ago it was a long time i was 16 I, 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 50s, think, so. I
3: think they're right on that and to put it in another hollywood analogy um do you remember in the matrix when neo uh, uh, neo and uh agent smith they they mix and they have like a piece of each other after that and i see michelle is like that with greece and olympiacos like we we left a mark on him uh and the emotion he showed and everything i think he's he, he definitely feels at home yeah. Probably more so than he did in Mexico, definitely. I mean, um, he, yeah. he's been waiting to come back. And I I, I just think he, he's going to handle the big players as well that we have. Um,
1: so... He just gave us a really nice quote for Zamora.
2: But also, God, of course, you and I watched The Freaking Matrix a few months ago together. You remember that? God. But yeah, no, the new was, one's pretty shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> in a lot of to rent that out. <laughs> the main point is like to also people a lot of people were asking, like, oh, am I gonna rant? Am I gonna go off? And blah, blah, blah. I'm so tired of being mad and being upset and being with the team. To be honest, like at this point, I've accepted the season for what it is. I don't know, I'm not gonna rant anymore at administration. At the team, blah 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 blah. Like I'm just gonna ride it out, you know.
3: Well, I think I think the club's listening to us because Costa, you said about uh, Torresidis correctly, that that whatever happened was just like a KGB cover up there. It so, was. Sure enough, I didn't say that. Sure, <laughs> well, like, and sure enough, this morning there was uh, an announcement that yeah, it didn't work out uh, from that game that we lost to. What well, was it four 0 um and he was gone after that so so they are listening to us uh they're answering the questions we're asking and I I think it's um yeah I mean it could be worse I mean it could be like Savidis and Palk where nothing happens until he sets foot in Greece again and even then it's like you know there's a massive disjoint between him actually turning up in Greece and anything happening at that club. Whereas I think what happened actually is a bit like that this summer. I think Maranakis has a lot of things going on and maybe the final decision was his on a few things and they could only be put into motion when he had the time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think whether we like it or not, the whole shakeup internally, at Olympiac, the Nottingham Forest story as well, it's had you know, pros and cons. And I think, I think Nottingham Forest has been a distraction, um, big, big distraction. I, I've, I've positioned myself on this plenty of times on the show and I, I fully understand it. It's like when you have that opportunity in the Premier League, then I understand there's some, you know, shifting priorities, whether we like it or not. Um, it's it's just, it is what it is. Um, and it's been to our detriment. Now, whether or not, like you said, the president's had to make those decisions, normally it shouldn't be him. Uh, Olympiacos should have someone like Dane Murphy running day to day but I I don't want to go into the the back room and who's on the board and who's doing what stuff I think we've we've talked about that mm-hmm. and maybe now is not the time but it's always something we can come back to it's not a long one that we want to do tonight guys um Vitas thanks again for coming on mate um Pleasure great to hear your your views and get some positive energy from you I'm, I'm happy to talk to someone that's that's positive about this appointment and and uh has some optimism so so thank you for for bringing that onto the show and for the rest um the pitch is the best mirror as they say in greek so okay guys thanks a lot mate I love you. have a good
2: night uh, I'm just seeing right. now on Spore FM that Martial's tweet exchange with Matthieu Dosevi has gone viral in the Greek media. <laughs> uh, the one where he said, uh, Dosevi was quite logical, actually. Um, and I know Marcial speaks with him, so maybe I'll leave it to when he comes on the podcast to talk about what they said to each other. Um, but basically, he said, um, I think he wrote it in English. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, ba, ba, ba. He said, um, I think he said something like um, like he's not a humble coach or he was mean to some players, blah, blah, blah. He He literally got into it with a lot of fans like uh he he really went into it he said like i said he's a good coach tactically but human relationship one of the worst i've ever had that's my point of view so
1: kind of also from from what we've from what we've heard i think one of the complaints from from former players was that uh he focused a lot of attention on his like his starters but didn't give so much attention to the the fringe players which you you need at certain moments during the season but but, okay honestly i I don't have the best opinion of um as a player or uh gaitan bong
2: yeah gaitan bong also said um when when he was going to marseille they said you need to have hair gel and mirrors ready for the guys some like really provocative shit yeah it's like yeah. the thing is when
1: you're a guy like Mitchell as well, like and you kind of yeah, I get the whole arrogance thing can be annoying. we yeah, but talked he also played like already.
2: fifteen years for Real Madrid, like yeah. Can
1: can you imagine if you're like a guy like that and you you know, sorry, but Mathieu de Seville and Gaetan Bon like right, turn up in front of you, just like,
2: who are you? Yeah.
1: I, I, I kinda get it.
2: I could played like five hundred games for Real Madrid, like
1: he was he was club captain, yeah was a club captain at Real Madrid, like when they were Galacticos before the Galacticos. So, like,
2: it's kind of hard to tell him anything, really, you know. I and
1: that's, and that's, we've already talked about that today. It's a good thing, but it can become a problem.
2: Yeah. But, but I also want like, to
1: just say something yeah. about the Greeks. Like, you mentioned Cosas Manolas peaked under Mitchell, it's before he, he moved to Roma. Uh, Costas Fortunis came into the club and was Churi Dominguez's understudy under Mitchell uh Siovas I thought Siovas also was really coming into his own under under Mitchell as well I like this was 21 I think when he when he came in I don't really remember him having I think he had a lot of injury problems but yeah it, it would be it would be nice Nikos Vergos, even Nikos Vergos got his professional—I want to say his professional debut at Old Trafford under Mitchell. Yeah, will we see more coordination with the academies? And we know that Anigo used to have a role. In he academy. ran the
2: academies, didn't he?
1: Appar- yeah, apparently we didn't really know much about it, but now him becoming like the, the King and
2: Dabo stuff, I know was with Modesto, but I think he played a role in that, supposedly, because yeah. Yeah. Also D B Keita in the Spanish market, he may have yeah drawn... yeah. yeah, you mentioned I don't know.
1: You, you mentioned Dabo Keita. I think even Agibu, like okay, we know we know Inigo was involved in Valbuena and El Arabi signings. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a good thing. Yeah. We, we we have to we have to see. But um, also, yeah,
2: maybe he can get players out too. I think the biggest problem is when getting players out. So maybe he can be the purveyor of bad news and basically tell some of these guys like, okay, time's up. It's time to go. And he can get them out the door.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wanna should we wrap things up?
2: Yeah, I haven't morning.
1: I wanna share some last thoughts. Um okay. So to some to some people, this is um this move is a step back, it's a blast from the past. We're going back in time. Just some thoughts that I had earlier that I wanted to share. And you know, the first thing I wanna say is that sometimes you have to take step back to move forward. I think the, um, the clubs in a constant state of evolution in a country that has little to no footballing education or pedigree. And um, the reality is as well that uh, Olibiagos always goes through cycles. I think any team goes through cycles of, of good years, and and some, you know, not so good years But the last four years, we've had a stability that is unprecedented. First of all, because we've never had a manager for so long. Um, We evolved as a club on a European level. Then COVID hit, we made mistakes. Uh, The main mistakes that we made were regarding the selling or the not selling of some players didn't know how to sell players it's still something that we're learning and i think those mistakes are, are coming back to bite now as well It explains why the why the rosters is bloated why the squad is so big because we never sold those players but um but yeah guys we have to try and remain optimistic it's we're turning the page again it's the third manager on september 21st now mitchell Gonzalez will be announced as will be across his new manager tomorrow, tomorrow and he yeah. will hold his first training session those those are just some some last thoughts that I that I wanted to to share before before closing today yeah anything to add
2: no i really the, the main points are i'm not super excited with the transfer i'm trying to talk it up or transfers the uh, the coach but again it's a little bit of like What else was out there? What else could we have done? We needed the coach, like, today. We needed a signature today, basically. So, the players had the day off the past two days. So, But we needed a player, or we needed a coach, basically, to do training tomorrow. So, okay, uh, let's see what happens. There's some light at the end of the tunnel, but we we also have to remain realistic here. Um, not everything can change overnight. Let's see.
1: Let's see. We've got a couple of weeks now, international break, um, guys do like, and subscribe. If you haven't done so already, liking doesn't cost you anything. Subscribe to keep up to date with new content. We will be speaking with Nottingham forest fans at the weekend. Uh, Mr. Door, those of you that don't follow him on, on YouTube, he's a big YouTuber for Nottingham Forest, a friend of ours that we've talked to before. He hasn't been on our show, but we've been on his. He'll be on our show on, on Sunday. That's a good opportunity to, to catch up with Nottingham Forest fans. Been lots of talk over the summer. Um, you can get to ask your questions to Mr. door about what's going on at Nottingham Forest. How do they perceive things um, You know, with Olympiacos? Whatever questions you have, you can... You can put to him on Sunday.
2: Are they going to go get relegated in last place? These are all questions you can ask.
1: Anything goes. Mm. So don't forget to like and subscribe. Keep helping us to grow the community. If you haven't seen, we also have a giveaway on our Instagram, uh, Marcelo Jersey. Head over to our Instagram, check out the pinned post, follow the instructions and enter the competition that's all we've got today guys until next time we're gate 7 international by the fans for the fans see
2: you next time